Welcome to Crazy Enough to Win. I'm your host, John Grubbs. Welcome to the podcast. Today we have a topic for all you salespeople out there, all you sales professionals, all of you who get it done for the businesses you represent. I call you the elite athletes in the world of business. So today we're going to talk about four areas of sales intelligence, four areas to judge how successful you might be or even may become in the world of sales. But here's my pre-thought. Here's my pre-idea for this topic. I think there are a lot of people in sales who are not cut out for the business. They're what I call faux salespeople. They may be great relationship builders. They may be great customer service people, but they are not true sales hunters. And I think this podcast will give you just a little bit of support, just a little bit of validation to support my thesis. So many mid-tier sales reps believe they know how to sell. They just think they do. And through will and determination, they somehow get the job done. They sell just enough. But when the market is in decline, these reps fail. And when the market is growing, well, they sell just enough to get by. They are a product of the market. In other words, the buyers are controlling their destiny. The sales rep is not controlling destiny. The buyers are controlling destiny. When everyone's buying, it's easier to sell. But how do you sell when no one's buying? So here's the problem that we need to solve. The representative does not know what she does not know about sales. And her boss does not know any more than the sales rep when it comes to high level skills required to master the sales profession. And unless the boss was a high performing sales professional herself, well, she does not know what the sales team needs to know in order to be successful. She can't help her sales team because she doesn't know. And together, this is the big fallacy. Together, they both believe more work is the solution. You just aren't working hard enough. Do more calls. Do more visits. More emails. Well, this only leads to unsuccessful outcomes and even more frustration. Listen to this. In sales, working harder is not always the solution. If you're ineffective, working harder is not going to make you effective unless your ineffectiveness comes from being lazy. Sales does require hard work. But more ineffective emails, more ineffective calls will not help and actually can make things worse by poisoning the desperate sales representative in the buyer's mind. So you've heard this old saying. If you find yourself in a hole, stop digging. 
more ineffective work is not the solution. So today's sales professionals are successful in four areas of intelligence. There are four areas to see how successful a sales professional can be. And when the market becomes challenging, well, weakness in these four areas becomes more visible. Sales ability growth can happen in three out of the four that I'm going to share with you today. So you get four gifts today, four areas to evaluate sales intelligence. Hold on to your pants. Here's number one. The first area of sales intelligence is innate intelligence or what we refer to as intelligence quotient. So we'll call this first area innate intelligence. We'll call this IQ. And this area is simply how smart you are. It is your mental ability to think and reason. And of course, we know IQ score is a standardized way of comparing the ability with most people the same age you are. And while you cannot move this number somewhat over time, it's because it's more related to genetic ability. You cannot do much to improve another's level of innate born intelligence. It generally is what it is. And if you're a dog person, think basset hounds as compared to border collies in the dog universe. Border collies are the elite thinkers in the dog world. Google any search on the smartest dog and you will get border collie as number one. And I have no ill feelings for basset hounds. I think they're beautiful dogs. But they're just not known for their cognitive ability. They're known for being lovable, sweet, loyal, amazing animals. But they're not the smartest in the dog universe. So that's number one. Innate intelligence. Call that IQ. If you're evaluating a sales, salesperson, what is their innate intelligence like? Because if that's bad, you're not going to be able to improve it very much. All right. Second area of sales intelligence is what we call AQ. So you've got IQ for innate intelligence. The second area of sales intelligence is called AQ. Acquired knowledge is AQ. And this area is how much you know about sales. How much you've acquired knowledge about sales. And sales knowledge gets acquired through formal training and even experience. You can learn about sales just from getting things wrong and making mistakes and learning what not to do. But the hard truth, the hard truth is many reps have little skill building in this area and they rely on experience to gain new skills. And you say, what's wrong with that, John? What's wrong with that? Well, the, the problem is it takes a lot of years to learn through trial and error. You have to make a lot of mistakes over a long period of time in order to get good organically at sales. So trial and error helps them improve incrementally over a long period of time. And listen to this. According to an Aberdeen study, only 29% of sales reps hit targets in the first year. So that means if you're going to hire a new sales rep, likely that one third of them are going to be successful with targets in the first year. 
because they simply have not acquired the requisite knowledge to be successful. And sadly, sadly, many companies select a person with a friendly personality or a great disposition and stick them into a sales role hoping for success. That's right. They rely on hopium that their sales team will be successful. And in this environment, some make it while others fail to perform. There is no way around this simple, hard truth. Selling is difficult. Selling is challenging. Selling is not for everyone. I would go further to say selling is for the few. Selling is truly for the minority of human beings. So you've got IQ, innate intelligence, and you've got AQ, acquired knowledge. Sales acquired knowledge, AQ, has the most opportunity for growth in an individual sales rep. And short-term training is not the answer. And get this, without follow-up, salespeople will lose 80 to 90% of what they learned in training within the first month. This is according to a study by Sales Alliance. 80 to 90% of what they learn in training, they lose within the first month. So long-term skill building and application of learned skill is the answer. They have to be hit and use the same skills over and over and over until they master those skills. And selling capability, I call that skills plus knowledge. It could be AQ, acquired knowledge, plus IQ, innate intelligence. Selling capability, your skills and your knowledge can improve a sales rep's performance remarkably. And you're not going to do much with the IQ, but you can certainly do something about the AQ. And listen to this. According to the RAIN group, best-in-class companies with a training retention plan have 31% more sales reps reach quota than the industry average. And get this a 10% higher year-over-year increase in corporate revenue. Think you can't afford to pay for sales training? A 10% year-over-year increase in corporate revenue will pay for a lot of sales training. So let's talk about how the pandemic has changed things. The pandemic has surfaced a severe vulnerability in the sales profession. Technology acumen, which is called TQ. This is number three. You've got IQ, you've got AQ, and now you have TQ. TQ is how fast you leverage technology. Sales reps who are afraid of or even refuse to leverage technology, well, they're at high risk for failure in the world of sales. COVID-19 lockdowns accelerated the use of technology In six years, what would have happened, well, in a few months, what would happen in the course of six years? In other words, what happened to us last year, if you think about the sales technology world, what was organically going to happen in six years happened in a matter of months. Virtual selling is here to stay. There is no way as many people are going to get on an airplane and fly across the country for the typical sales meeting. Not when you can do it effectively virtually. Not when you can do it effectively through platforms like Zoom. 
And yes, it's a different skill set. They have to be taught. They have to learn how to sell in a virtual setting. But high TQ sales reps, they embrace this technology for selling and they're willing to evolve their methodologies. They avoid getting stuck in the old ways of dealing and weave the new technology into sales seamlessly. When it comes to sales technology, they adopt, they adapt, and they become adept. To put it shortly, they get it, and they get it fast. They have high TQ. Now, conversely, low TQ reps are waiting on a return to a routine that will never happen. They avoid Zoom meetings and make excuses for not closing deals. And they honestly believe, this is what breaks my heart, they honestly believe the skills, the selling skills of two years ago are enough to be successful in the future. They think they can go back to what they did pre-pandemic and still be successful going forward. And if they do adopt technology, they see it as a necessary evil at best or something to avoid at worst. The sales profession will pass them by if they do not embrace embrace technological changes. They're going to have to change in order to remain relevant in the game of sales. So you've got you've got your IQ, innate intelligence, you've got AQ, acquired knowledge, and you've got TQ, technic technology acumen. Well, here's number 4. The last area of sales intelligence is what we call emotional intelligence, EQ. So you've got IQ, you've got AQ, you've got TQ, and now you have EQ. This area is the ability to perceive, correctly interpret, and respond to customer needs. High EQ reps can connect with a person in a virtual setting. They know how to connect with people through the mediums of the digital space. And they accelerate trust building to close deals faster by building stronger relationships. To put it bluntly, they get to ink fast. They get the signature on the document fast. And guess what? It may be an electronic signature these days. Why are they successful? Well, emotions matter in sales. Emotions matter. People buy the sales rep and customers buy the rep's feelings about what they are selling. Emotion becomes the glue, the actual glue that connects all aspects of sales. People don't like to be sold, but they like the emotion of buying. Highly skilled sales reps influence the buyer's emotions during the sales journey and gain a distinct advantage over the competition. Let me say that again. Highly skilled sales representatives influence the buyer's emotions during the sales journey and gain a distinct advantage over the competition. These sales reps listen. Listen for emotional cues from the buyer and leverage them to close more deals. I call this listening for the buyer's feelings in my sales skill training. They listen for what the buyer is afraid of. They listen for what the buyer is worried about, and they use those emotions skillfully to get the buyer to buy, to get to the ink. So 
Let's talk about this in summary. Sales reps in all four areas, IQ, we've got AQ, we've got TQ, and we've got EQ. Sales reps in all four areas who are strong are leveraging the pandemic to increase sales. You heard that right. If you've got all four areas of sales intelligence, you're smart enough to leverage the pandemic in order to increase sales. And I'm coaching some of them now, and I watch them close deals while others remain locked down with fear and an anticipation of a return to normal. They're locked down and, well, overdosing on hopium that things will get back to normal. So let's break it apart. Sales reps strong in one or two of these areas are only going to reach mediocrity at best. You heard me right. If you're only strong in two of these areas, you're only going to reach mediocrity at best. Think about it for a moment. 44% of salespeople give up after one follow-up call. They give up. Can't get in. They said no. I followed up. They still said no. I'm done. Well, guess what? It takes an average of 18 calls to connect with a buyer. 18 calls, not two, 18. And do they know the best time to make a cold call? Which, by the way, is between 4 and 5 p.m. for most. For me and my business, it's between 4 and 6 p.m. And you might think, why 6? Well, I've got a little technique about leaving voicemails that has really been successful for me. It's really been effective. And do sales reps use social media? And does social media matter? I had one CEO tell me that if he was interviewing sales candidates and they had less than 500 connections on LinkedIn, he would not hire them. He thinks they are lazy when it comes to networking. And I have a hard time arguing with his logic. I'm not saying I agree with him, but it's pretty logical. Smart salespeople are always working on their network. So consider the following social media statistics from Spotio. 65% of salespeople who use social selling fill their pipeline compared to 47% of reps who do not. So that's about a 20% bump just by using social selling. 78% of salespeople use social media outsell their peers. 78% of salespeople using social media outsell their peers. Wow. And 75% of B2B, business-to-business buyers, and 84% of C-level or vice president-level executives use social media to make purchasing decisions. If you're going to run with the big dogs, you better be on social media. 84% of C-level, that's CEOs, COOs, CFOs, vice presidents, they use social media to make purchasing decisions. 31% of B2B professionals said that social selling allowed them to build deeper relationships with their clients. In other words, being connected on social media allows deeper relationships. Sales reps who use social selling are 50% more likely to meet or exceed their quota. 50% more likely to meet or exceed their quota. 
and 63.4% of sales reps engaged in social selling report an increase in their company's revenue compared to just 41.2% of non-social sellers. Wow. And this one's mind-blowing. Four in ten reps have closed two to five deals directly thanks to social media. I've closed several deals that are directly related to me connecting with someone on LinkedIn. And using social selling tools can increase the average deal size by 35%. Imagine that. If your average deal size is X, then social selling can increase it by X plus 35%. So there's good news. There is good news. Except for IQ, innate intelligence, skills in the other three areas can be learned and applied to close more deals. You can learn. I can't make you smarter, but I can give you the skills to be successful in sales in the other three areas. And willing participants can learn to improve performance. It's hard. Overcoming status quo bias can be daunting. Getting a sales rep, especially a long-tenured sales rep, to admit and acknowledge the need to change is a daunting challenge. But it can be done. Because a fixed mindset can be a severe obstacle for developing reps to change and adapt. And a fixed mindset means they believe they've already learned everything they need to know. They figured it out. However, reps with a growth mindset are always learning. They're always searching for a competitive advantage over rivals in the market. Here's an example. I'm going to leave you with an example today. The average decision maker in business receives about 120 emails a day. I know you're probably thinking that's not a lot, but that's the average. 120 is about the average. Instead of sending another cold call to get deleted, instead of sending that executive just another email, a cold email to get deleted, why not send a short embedded personalized video using a platform like Vidyard? Never heard of Vidyard? Check out vidyard.com. Holding the person's name on a tablet. Hey, Larry. Hey, Jennifer. And cut that thumbnail out and put it in your email. And when they, it's going to be hard for them to not click on it because it's got their name on it. Make the video energetic and passionate about that person's problem or issue. The chance of them opening that email goes way up. It's just a skill. It's a skill any of your salespeople, any of you can learn. Seeing their name and a video will make your email different from those 120 others that they're likely to get. And it will get your email opened more often than just another cold written email. Share this sales tip with your team. So if you're in sales or you manage people in sales, this podcast is about going big. It's about going big because you know what? Life is too short to play small ball. And if you want to learn more from me, if you want to get more information from me, you can go to www.johngrubs.com. There are lots of free content there for you. You can 
watch videos, my, my YouTube videos. You can download a free book. I give you a free book if you go there, one of my leadership books. You can download that book. There's a lot of information there for you. You can get in touch with me. If you want to get in touch with me and you want to send me an email about a podcast topic that you want me to, to share with the group, or if you want to ask a more probative question, or if you want to dig deeper into the four areas of sales intelligence, hit me up. I will interact with you. Because this podcast is for people crazy enough to go against the grain, crazy enough to do things differently. Because this podcast is for people crazy enough to win. Share this podcast with your sales team. Share this podcast with your sales manager. And if you're in sales, use this information. Improve your intelligence any way you can. And you will win. You are the elite athlete in the business world. Nothing happens in business until somebody sells it. Be crazy enough to win. Until next time.